Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire cartoon fan podcast. This is episode 271, and today we'll be talking about the Steven Universe future sneak peek. I'm GC13. I'm Isabel. And I'm David. Feeling better, I hope? <laughs> I am. <coughs> okay, I'm not leaving all of that coughing in. So, however much coughing I left in, he coughed a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing much better this week, but coughing is a lovely residual lasting thing for me. And also, I'm making a bunch of gross mouth noises. Blech. Okay, my cough drop is out. So now we're just experiencing reality raw. All right. The future is here. We have a new trailer. Yes. And oh boy, is it a juicy one. I mean, the the story behind this one's release is actually uh, pretty neat itself. It was leaked onto YouTube accidentally, uh, accidentally made available for purchase for the low, low price of free. <laughs> and that was on a Monday. And then on Tuesday, the thread on Reddit where the video was being rehosted on Reddit was copyright claimed by Cartoon Network. And then it was only on Wednesday that Cartoon Network officially put the trailer out on all channels. We lived through a lot of leaks in the past of Steven Universe, and I mm-hmm. never recall that Cartoon Network would actually go and copyright strike YouTube channels, or I even saw tweets have the content removed. It was really ubiquitous, the reach that Cartoon Network tried to have to make sure that the trailer only released on the Wednesday and not the day before. And I'm not sure why they didn't just go ahead and release it after it was leaked, but it did add another kind of air of mystery around it, even though basically everyone who wanted to see it got to see it. Yeah, maybe, maybe mystery is the wrong word. I prefer mystique. It built up the mystique of the trailer, but it is, like like you said, unusually bloodthirsty for Cartoon Network's legal team. I hope this is not a harbinger of things to come. Yeah. So, I mean, let, let's see here. I mean, does anyone have anything specifically they want to get out there? Because I just have my trailer paused on the Famethist right here, and I'm wondering, mm. are they outside of each city, or is that back on the zoo? It's really hard to tell. I'm thinking the zoo. Yeah, so it looks like we're going back to the zoo, which we always had to in order to at least reclaim the rose quartzes, which were more important to the plot than the humans Mm -hmm. or the zoomans ever were. But I'm interested to know what, you know, causes them to go back. Besides, does Steven realize two years more quickly than his mom's able to remember her forgotten friends that he needs to go back to the zoo and deal with some Mm. people? Or... um. You know, I don't know what the <laughs> what the spark is, but I'm interested to see where it goes. I also wonder if that in any way is related to Aquamarine slash Eyeball's return, since, well, actually, neither of them are related mm. to. They're related to the space adventures, but actually, I'm crossing the crossing the wires of episodes thinking about the zoo. I guess this could be the return of Holly Blue. Ooh, that would be nice. See what she's been up to. I mean, just ooh, just looking at this trailer, they tease me so well. Like, they, they start off exactly how I would want a Steven Universe continuation series to start. You know, Steven's showing this new gem around. You know, they're doing yoga. They're, you know, doing drawings, you know, supervised by Vidalia. 
I mean, this is this is exactly what I want. I just I just want like five seasons of slice of life stuff like this, and then they then they start dropping the storyline stuff, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is still Steven Universe, isn't it? The timeline's interesting because it's after it takes place after the movie, and yet Steven is escorting around what is clearly a corrupted gem, showing them around the activities of Little Homeworld, and I'm not sure why this gem wouldn't have already been acclimated after the two years. It would make sense for him to maybe take a tour for a homeworld gem who maybe is joining the Earth colony for the first time. But this is clearly a corruption. Now, I know, GC, you've thought maybe this is actually a rose quartz gem of some type. But it, I mean, it, to me, that a, seems unlikely a, that they're corrupted. It's a possibility. It's definitely not a rose quartz from the zoo. So if it is if it is a rose quartz, and there are narratively satisfying reasons for deciding to make her a rose quartz, but eh, we don't we don't know what she is. I'm hoping she's a rose quartz, and I've already had the video out there outlining my idea for her backstory if she is one. Saba, what's up with Pink Pearl? Like her eye was like getting more and more cracked in that one scene. Yeah, I don't know what her and our other Pearl are doing. What do you think about the significance of Pink Pearl's role in this upcoming season? I'm surprised that sort of again with that timeline, two years have passed. But, you know, that means there should be like a lot of context that Steven and the rest of the gems would have naturally had at this point with Pink Pearl, except she didn't live with them for two years as evidenced in the movie. So for some reason, she's just now hanging out with them. You'd think Steven would have at the very mm. least fixed her eye. Now the the yeah. one part where her eye is getting worse, that looks like a dream sequence. But the part where Pearl is getting in between her and something, like, that that looks like reality. And her eye is still cracked in that shot, so... That dream shot also made me view her eye differently, because before I viewed that crack as, like, uh, the kind of damage that could have been caused by someone as horrifically as this sounds, you know, physically ripping her eye out from its socket. But now it looks like a crack that's covering... You know, like actually like gem light skin, but like covering that part of her eye as if if it cracked more, it would actually reveal something underneath, which is weird. Yeah, I'm not even sure if that part with the eye cracking is a dream sequence because it looks like it takes place in the same room. So unless there's some illusion going on, I don't know, which actually, hmm... That would be interesting. We have White Diamond who can project herself onto you. What if there was someone else who could project your own insecurities onto you? We'll just we'll just mark that one as a potential interesting future villain. Hmm. What about what about Ultra Instinct Steven? Oh my goodness, has, I'm so He ready. has enough of Jasper's foot on his throat and he just goes into pink mode. I'm so happy to have another show with a protagonist that can go into the Avatar state. I'm just <laughs> So happy. I don't know if this really naturally leads into the corrupted Steven theory, because it still seems this pink Steven seems not like a manifestation of something that would lead to corruption, but merely something that would, if anything, cause the pink part of him to completely control him. Like, I imagine the most extreme version of this power taking over him, not resulting in a giant, you know, sneeple snake monster but just merely that he's pink all the time. I don't know. We've seen his pink self in Change Your Mind, and his pink self is super mellow. Like, he doesn't really 
fight, he just projects power if he has to. This is still a very emotional, very fighty Steven, so this is this is like bringing his gem power out and letting his human side use it, because his gem side has no emotion. I wonder if it's actually even a negative thing, or if it's sort of in the vein of OKKO, OK where it's KO reconciling his TKO side, and this is some sort of mismatch. Not mismatch. <laughs> it's a fusion of himself with his pink Steven self even more in the same way that KO achieved that by the end of that series. That's how I'm seeing it right now. But it's weird, you know, if this is a good power, it's one that he's only realizing after the movie. He experienced a lot of protagonist decay in the two years between the series and the movie. Like he forgot how to he forgot how to grow, but he forgot how to have like basic Steven empathy for people. So he's had to rediscover a lot. Well, his empathy has sort of evolved everything about how he is, you know, before just like a more of a naive boy and more of a um, trusting of everyone. He's yeah. grown to have a more mature version of that, whether it's his relationship with the diamonds that we see during the movie where he's a little eye rolly toward them or the way he cautiously approaches Spinel. I wouldn't even say that's mature the way he's treating the diamonds like. Throughout the throughout the original series, like Steven's like, oh, here, let me drop everything and work on your problems because I want you to be happy. Whereas in the movie, Steven's like, okay, what do I have to do to get you out of my way so I can go back to my song and dance numbers with my friends? And that's all he cares about. And it's like, oh, Steven, I, I expect so much better out of you. I was just going to say, and he clearly expects better out of himself, too, which is why we get that mirrored scene between him and himself in the mirror, similar to Pink Diamonds. Angry mirror reveal, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know the context for that. I, I do know that Pink Steven can't be all bad, because I think he's able to fuse with Amethyst in that mode, because they have the, you know, that pink face, you know, that we have the eye and the hair, and it looks just like the close-up on Smoky Quartz. That'd be so strange mm-hmm. if Smoky was this, like, pink power-up versus... I thought it maybe was just a close-up on either... The quartz gem we saw near the beginning of the trailer, or a rose, a rose quartz. But I guess the pupils don't match up with being a rose quartz, though. I mean, just just look at the face inside that pupil. That is the happiest pupil you've ever seen. <laughs> so who is Stephen showing the rose tape to, and why does he need to end it? Yeah, <sighs> maybe it's that new fusion of probably Aquamarine and Eyeball. Right, if they maybe came back as a kind of peaceful gem first, because maybe that makes sense since we see her in the context of what looks to be the interior of Stephen's house. Mm. Maybe they're presenting themselves as reformed because they're a fusion now. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm just looking at his smile as he goes to turn the tape off, and it looks like he's turning it off before it's done. It looks like this is just something he does, like uh, he's watching the tape to remind himself like it makes him feel happy i don't know he looks kind of smug in this still i don't know that i don't think that's a smile look at his eyebrow like don't just look at the mouth the eyebrow Uh, is a concerned eyebrow yeah i i agree that's like a nervous smile now that you mention it Hmm, i don't know i don't know then (laughs) speaking of i don't know lots of people have claimed the jasper's new cape is pretty cool but please look a frame before she 
takes it off because she's not wearing a cape. She is no. like underneath a bed sheet hidden <laughs> on this rock and she just suddenly reveals herself and I have to imagine that this is just an incredibly goofy reveal that will actually happen in the show in the same way that she just emerges out of the ocean at one point earlier in the mm-hmm. series. Yeah, like, ha, huh, you thought I was a rock, but it is I, Jasper! Yeah, see how she actually, though, is like, because the blanket, I mean, I, it could be a hooded robe, but the first frame really just looks like a sheet, and I'm coughing. Ah, <coughs> oh, man, that... You mentioned the aquamarine eyeball fusion, though, and I am... I'm just so torn. I am so fascinated, and yet I know she's going to be just the most awful, annoying little character you've ever met. And yet it's going to be so fantastic. How come we don't have a voice actress leak for her? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. But I am wondering, though. We saw we saw Steven using the controls at some gem site. Uh, we saw the power go out at some gem site. Yeah, I think those are... <laughs> I'll just let you take it away. It was at this point that David died during the podcast. You think they're the same place, David? Mm-hmm. David has mm-hmmed his ascent. Now, uh, I'm wondering, do you think that's the same place that we see Pearl and Pink Pearl? Maybe. Yeah, this uh, this sneak peek, it's it's long on hype, short on short on answers. I don't know why they would be revisiting what looks to be like a homeworld type site unless we're connecting to something back to you know i think if fusion is still something that we're that is a if fusion's going to be a theme for this season i think that statue that we saw during the the fusion statue that we see in off colors yeah then maybe something they're doing as far as going back to homeworld has something to do with that or at minimum it could have something to do with pink pearl but I just wonder if having to prove something essential about fusion matters in what they're trying to deal with with <coughs> Jasper. Yeah, having to prove something about fusion to Jasper. Well, she she did become desperate enough to try to use it as a weapon. Like she she already she already did it twice and she's had bad experiences both times. I think I think Jasper might be taking a break from fusion now considering how well both times worked out for her. Okay, and how about that one scene where you saw, like, a rose quartz? Could it be, like, the rose quartz from the zoo? Ah. I was assuming that was Rose's room, just because I've been thinking about Storm in the Room a lot, but, hmm, that would be fascinating if that is what all rose quartzes looked like. Mm-hmm. This rose quartz appears to be emerging from a door, though, which is a little strange, because I would assume that the first time we would see a rose quartz would be Stephen having to manually pop a bubble but of course maybe somewhere in that two-year span they actually did go back to the zoo and pop some rose quartzes so maybe that yeah. our first experience with them in future will be sort of in media res of their current situation wherever they are because i'm looking at that shot she is definitely in uniform so mm-hmm. ooh, i like it i mean i just it's hard to believe all the quartz is having such such giant hair, but I guess that's why they're the strongest of all quartzes. It's going to be a little weird if they're all pink, though, because this could be like a sensitive topic, so I don't want to dwell on it too much, but it always bothered me when Rose transforming from Pink Diamond was first revealed. I never really understood why she was like a pale white lady, <laughs> because like if all of the other Rose quartzes are pink, 
why didn't she just be pink or why didn't she mimic what the other humans looked like which were like more like brown people in what we saw for the like early steven universe history in north america or wherever that kindergarten is i guess it is in north america since it's the same one steven goes to for amethyst But it just always feels like Rose Quartz is a character that Rebecca designed super early in the show. And then that visual design is weird. So if we see all of the Rose Quartzes being pink, it's going to be like, well, didn't anyone notice that this rose, our rose, looked different from all the other roses? Well, I mean, okay, for one, I'm looking at this and it does look like a normal skin tone in shadow. Like, so I guess we'll just have to wait and find out for sure. But then, as for Rose, I mean, you could just be like, oh, she's rebelling, so of course she changed something about her form. Like, she she changed her outfit, so why not change her skin tone as well? Assuming that's within her power, obviously. Now, if that was something only a diamond could do, then you got me there. Anyway, guys, that's been us on the Steven Universe Future sneak peek that was released. The trailer's just as interesting as its release was. Join us next week. Until then. I'm GC13. I'm Isabel. And I'm David. <laughs> Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. 